this is uh, the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Feel free to call in. Numbers to call, 1-877-669-1292 is the number to call. 1-877-669-1292 to get in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. You can download the True Talk Radio Network app from your favorite app store. And, of course, you could always reach me, Howie, at truetalkradio.com. Uh, the show is airing on uh, social media tonight. It is not airing on uh, True Talk Radio, on the True Talk Radio app. We have other programming airing there. We have program that airs 24 hours a day, seven days a week on the uh, on the True Talk Radio live stream. Uh, the reason the show's not airing there tonight is because it's not scheduled to air there tonight. And, uh, and um, breaking into uh, old-time radio seems to cause uh, a little bit of a kerfuffle amongst people who enjoy listening to old-time radio. So uh, we've decided that we are not going to air it, but this show will be aired on the True Talk Radio Network at the regular time of the Howie Silberger Show starting tomorrow. So tomorrow morning at uh, at 9 a.m. And then uh, and then in the evening, if we don't do a show in the evening, it'll re-air in the evening again. Well, tomorrow is Election Day. We are coming up to Election Day in Quebec. And while I don't normally do regional politics, uh, once again, let's talk about regional politics because it's important to get out and vote. Now, no matter who you vote for, it doesn't matter who you vote for. Uh, just getting out and voting is, is, is the important thing. Exercising your democratic privilege to vote. There are many people in the world who would die, who have died fighting for the privilege to vote. There are many people in the world who would die for the freedom to choose their own leaders. Uh, many elections in the world are held where one candidate is the is the declared winner before the election. So living in a democracy where we get to choose who our leadership is going to be, where we get to choose who our representatives are, and we get to choose what kind of government we have, I think it is of the utmost importance that every eligible citizen get out and vote. Uh, just do it. Just get out there, find five minutes to go out and vote. It is it is of utmost importance. Now, the candidates to vote for, on the other hand, um, there there is slim pickings when it comes to candidates in 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 the uh, in the Quebec election. If you're not a big fan of Quebec separation, if you're not a big fan of um, of minority of of suppressing minority rights, if you're not a big fan of suppressing English in the province. There is very little, very few people, I say very little for you to do tomorrow, but very few people for you to vote for. Uh, in, in most cases, most of the, of, the, um, of the candidates that are running, most of the parties that are running, in one way or another, are, are, are very uh, keen on suppressing either minority rights or suppressing linguistic rights and suppressing some kind of rights in the province. Now, it, it, it's weird, and and one might think that in a democracy, people would be fighting for the freedom of people. People would be fighting for the freedom of speech and the freedom of uh, of choice when it comes to language, when it comes to education, when it comes to uh, the way you live your life, the way you run your business, the way uh, the way things work in society. One would think that living in a democracy... Uh, people would be gung-ho about about promoting freedoms. But Quebec seems to be working in the opposite direction and seems to be working towards dictatorship 
over over democracy. He seems to be working over uh, towards the oppression rather than freedom. Now, now that's that's not a good thing when you when you consider that Quebec is still a part of Canada, and that the Canadian government has allowed the Quebec government to use a a a a, a, a part of the Canadian Constitution which should never have been put there to start with. It was put in there to appease Quebec, really. But it should never have been put there to start with. The notwithstanding clause, Quebec has been using it to suppress rights of minorities and of, um, and, and, and of English people. And they've been using it for years. And, and for the Canadian government to accept this and to allow this to happen to Canadian citizens is appalling, uh, to say the least. Uh, I, I personally find it appalling. I, I personally find it uh, an affront to democracy that the government of Canada has not, in its infinite wisdom, uh, disallowed some of the, vo- some of the laws that, um, that, that have been passed in Quebec. Uh, I also find it an affront that the governor general of, of Quebec, the, the Queen's representative in the province, has allowed these laws to pass too. Now, I know the Queen's representative, or the King's representative now, the Queen's dead, so it must be the King's representative now, I know that the royal representative in the provinces and in the country are just uh, figureheads. They're just they're just symbolic. But at the same time, they have to sign off on laws. And signing off on laws that are oppressing citizens, it, to me, to me, seems slightly, if not if not if not uh, wholly, uh, an insult to people who believe in the democratic process. So while I say go out and vote. Uh, it is it is an interesting quandary. Many have asked me, and I make this uh, I make this declaration every time we have uh, we have an election. I say, go out and vote. It's your democratic right to do it, and we should we should uh, take advantage of the fact that we have the right to do this. I say this every single time there's an election. I get on the day before the election. I urge people to go out and vote. Uh, sometimes I get on the day of the election and urge people to go out and vote, and. It's inevitable that I get a response saying, why? Why should I go and vote when, I, when, 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 the, when the results are predetermined? If I vote for the CAQ government, the, the current government that's, that's ruling Quebec with an iron fist, if I vote for them, then it's more of the same. Bill 96, which, uh, which, which, which clamps down on, on, on language rights, which clamps down on, uh, on immigration and clamps down and forces people to work in French and... And it's just it's just a bombastic, crazy law, which, which which oppresses minorities and English people. So so if I vote for them, I'm voting for a dictator, Bill Twenty One, which which stops people like me, people who wear who wear yarmulkes on my head, people who wear kippahs, and people who wear hijabs and people who wear turbans, from holding any job of authority in Quebec, which means that we can't be teachers, we can't be police officers, judges, uh, even lawyers in, in the courtroom have to, take the, have to take off their religious gear. And they say it's all in the, it's all in the uh, spirit of secularism. And I, it's, really, it's really sad that I know people who defend this law, that uh, teachers should not be wearing religious symbols because they're, they're showing off their, uh, their, their religious... Uh, the religious uh, point of view. Give me a break. Give me a break. It's pure racism. That's what it is. 100% racism. It's xenophobia. There's actually words for this. It's a, there's language that, that describes what this is. 
And why do we have to, and I've said this before on the show, I don't believe in skirting around, um, skirting around language. Let's use the proper language to call what it is. It's racism. It's xenophobia. Telling people who wear religious symbols that they can't work in their chosen field is xenophobia. And the last time we saw this kind of xenophobia was when Jews were told that they couldn't work in certain fields in Europe. And we know where that led to. And when I see warning signs like this, I get worried. As a Jew, I get worried. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to end up uh, we're going to end up in the ovens of Quebec. I don't I don't think that's I don't think it's going to go that far. But I but I get worried. It's worrisome. It's worrisome that the Quebec's Bill 21, Quebec's Law 21 now, it's not bill anymore, it's a law. Quebec's Law 21 is is very reminiscent of, of of centuries of oppression that Jews had to face in Europe, in Russia, in other parts of the world. Centuries of oppression where Jews weren't allowed to work in different fields. And when they when they were only allowed to work in certain fields like like money lending and uh, and vending and, and and peddling. And when they did work in the fields that they were allowed to work in, then the blood libel started that the Jews were stealing the money and Jews were controlling the the economy and Jews were controlling society. So Jews were forced into certain professions and then they were persecuted by the people who forced them into profession, into those professions for being in those professions. I, I don't want to see a repeat of that. Not for the Jews, not for the Muslims, not for the Sikhs. I, I don't want to see a repeat of that for anybody. It was a horrible, horrible, hor- it's a horrible, horrible, horrible situation. And now there's a mass shortage of teachers in Quebec. There's a mass shortage of teachers everywhere. A mass shortage of teachers in Quebec and a whole lot of qualified people who are sitting at home who can't work to educate our young because they refuse to compromise their religious values. It makes no sense. It's totally illogical. Yet, we have a, we, we, yet you have a party that's running in the election that's projected to win the majority of the seats that not only proposes law, that passed this law and is enforcing this law. And people are still voting for it. So what does that say for the average Quebecer? Does that say that the average Quebecer is a racist? It seems that way. If they're voting for this, this, this party that passed these laws, these racist, xenophobic laws, if you vote for a party that passes xenophobic laws and racist laws, and like the old saying goes, if you walk like a duck and quack like a duck, you got to be a duck. It's kind of sad. It's scary when you think about it. And then you think that a charismatic leader who could lead a, a racist population into a frenzy, it's not hard to imagine mass murders and and a whole lot of other really scary stuff that that I don't want to talk about, but but we know we know we know what I'm talking about. It's not it's not hard to imagine that. This is how it starts. Now I'm not saying we're heading into another Nazi era. That's not that's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is that when you go to an election, be cognizant of the parties that you vote for, and also be cognizant of the the uh, the sheep in uh, the the sheep the sheep in uh, in wolf's clothing. You you got to be cognizant of those too. 
So you have a party like the Liberal Party, which pretends to be the the friend of the Anglos. We love the Anglos. We want we we're fighting for you. We want you to have your freedoms. But they're passing laws <laughs> that, that 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 are oppressive to the English community. Uh, I didn't see the the Liberal government uh, do much in changing the criteria of Bill 101, which al- to allow more English people to go to English schools. I didn't see the, the Liberals uh, uh, not voting, <laughs> at least not amending the, the, the Law 96 uh, and forcing Quebec CGEPs to, to, to have four courses in French for English students. I, I didn't see the Liberals opposing that. In fact, they, they recommended it. They, they they added it to the law, and in their, all their in all their um, in all their literature, they say that they're they're not they're they're opposed to Bill ninety six. They said even though they they ratified it and they and they they changed it and they they added to it, they said they're opposed and they're going to repeal Bill ninety six. I I, well, I don't believe that at all. If the liberals said they're going to repeal Bill ninety six. It's not believable. And if the liberals say that uh, that uh, they are going to repeal Bill Twenty One, which they which they f- flat out said, it's not going to happen. I don't believe them. And we move over to the Conservative Party of Quebec, and this party here is run by a former PQ guy, a guy who worked for the PQ. That was his first job. That's fine. I mean, you know, people change their strikes, people change their their ideas. I guess, but they also said that they're not going to do much when it comes to Bill Twenty One. So, so does that mean that they, that they, um, that they support this, this, this crazy, bigoted, racist law? So why would I vote for them? Uh, I'm confused as to why they would think that I would vote for a party that wasn't going to repeal a law that's stopping me from getting a job in a school board, stopping me from being a judge, or stopping me from being a lawyer or working for the Quebec government civil service in any capacity because of my religious beliefs, because I wear a piece of cloth on my head. Why would I vote for a party that supports that? And why would anybody? And, and this leaves us with, with a bunch of smaller parties that didn't field full, 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 uh, full slates of candidates. And you're kind of stuck choosing between one party which has no chance of winning and another party which has no chance of winning. I mean, you can't go to Quebec Solidaire, can you? They're separatists and they're they're communists, communist separatists. It's it's a great combination. And you you can't go to the Party Quebecois. They're pretty much dead. They're going to be really dead at the end of this election. So so where would a a a a, a English person place his vote? And you know, I asked this question a couple of weeks ago on the show, and I still have no answer. Election day is tomorrow, and I still have no clue who I'm going to vote for. Only because all the parties, in one way or another, are out there to mess me up. And the only party that says we're going to repeal both laws has no chance of forming a government or even coming close to forming a, a, an opposition party. They don't, they don't have enough candidates to gain enough seats in order to be any power, to hold any power within the, within the uh, Legislative Assembly of Quebec. So where do we go from here? That's, that's the big question. one 669 1-877-669-1292. Who would you vote for? I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. 
who I'm going to vote for. I'm going to go vote because that's my democratic right. It's my democratic privilege, not my right. My democratic privilege. I live in a country that allows me to vote and choose my leadership and choose my representative or at least vote for the person I think would be the best representative. But, but when I look at the parties and I look at the system, I, I, I'm actually disgusted. And, uh, and, you know, disgusted to the point where, you know, you have to start wondering, is there a future for, for, for religious people? Is there a future for English religious people in Quebec? It's a question that has to be asked. Now, I hate to ask it because I made a conscious choice to stay in Quebec. I could have left a long time ago. I chose to stay in Quebec and I chose to, uh, to work in Quebec and to be a, a tax-paying, full tax-paying citizen of Quebec. Yet my rights are curtailed in this, in this province. Yet I can't live the way I want to live in this province. And I can't work in, in fields that, that, that I might have potential interest in working in because of my religious belief. So does that make me want to stay? Does that, does that really encourage me to stay? Now, I know the goal of the, of the CAQ government, the goal of the Coalition Avenir Quebec, is to have people like me move out of this province. That, that's, that's really their ultimate goal, is to get all the English people to move out, to drive them crazy enough that they're all going to leave. I understand that that's the goal, that's the end game. I get it, separation, uh, separation uh, without separation. That's, that's their goal. And me moving out or other people my age or other people younger than me who are English and, and religious and, and are just sick and tired of the garbage that's being fed to us are seriously considering leaving. It's a repeat of what happened in the 1980s uh, when the first referendum happened. People are considering taking off. And for good reason. Bill 21 is a great reason for every religious person whether you be Jewish, Muslim, Sikh, any religious person that has a, uh, a headdress or, a, or, or, or some kind of religious identifying symbol on them to leave the province. It is a perfect reason to go. And if all the Muslims left, that's 250,000 Muslims, more than 250, probably around 300,000 now. And if all the Jews left, it's another 80,000. You could lose uh, easily a million people in Quebec if everybody got up and left. Now, I know that's not going to happen. I know that the majority of people are not going to leave. Uh, like, like in any dictatorship, and you see this over and over and over again, it's a constant theme in every dictatorship. The, uh, the people living there who are comfortable living in this country before, uh, before these dictators took over, uh, they, they sit and they say, oh, it can't get worse than it already is until it gets worse. Then they say, oh, you know, this guy will be gone soon. Uh, we just have to have faith that the people will see the light, and they will vote for somebody who's, who's a little better than this guy, and the people don't. And then they say, uh, well, you know, maybe we have to start thinking about moving out. Maybe we have to start thinking about leaving. And then they say, oh, look, the borders are closed. We can't leave. We're stuck here. And then we face the consequence of whatever that government decides to do to us. And it could be good. It could be bad. Uh, it's never good. In my history, in the, in the history of my people, it's never been good. one 669 is the number to call. one 669 1292 This is the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. We're heard live um, Monday to Thursday at uh, usually around 10 p.m. 
uh, right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Feel free to download the True Talk Radio Network app by going to your favorite app store and just looking for the True Talk Radio Network app. And, of course, you could call in. The show is live. It's one 669 1292 This is a special Sunday night show. We have an election coming up tomorrow in Quebec. And uh, the day before the election, when it's not... Uh, when it's not a holiday or it's not uh, or it's not Shabbat, uh, we we get on and we uh, we do a show about the election and we invite you to call in. Uh, I'm disturbed by this election. I really um, I'm really I'm really I really have no idea who to vote for. There are some candidates I really like, and uh, and I look at these candidates, and, but then I, you, you, in in the parliamentary system, unfortunately, you cannot vote for a candidate. You have to vote for a party. Uh, so I might love a candidate. I might think a candidate is the best candidate around, and this is the person that I really want representing me, in uh, in in the in 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 the government. But the party they're part of is a party that's going to oppress me. It's a party that's going to to stand and 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 destroy everything that I stand for or try to. So do I vote for a candidate because I like the person? who's part of a party that wants to hurt me? Does that make any sense? It doesn't make any sense to me. Does it make sense to you? Does it make sense to vote for a candidate that you say, oh, this candidate's great, he's a wonderful person. But then, <clears throat> their party? I, I don't know. So Brian asked the question, will the liberals with win Darcy McGee again? Or can Bonnie Fagenbaum, who is the conservative candidate, pull an upset? You know, either way it goes. I love Bonnie. She's a great person. But either way it goes, it's a lose for Darcy McGee. Unfortunately. Bonnie will make a great representative. Uh, but her party uh, supports the keeping of Bill 96 in a certain to, to a certain extent. So... By keeping Bill 96, the party is tainted. Tainted with racism. Tainted with, uh, with, 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 with uh, Quebec separatism. So, will it change anything if the liberals or the conservatives win? Absolutely not. So, while Bonnie may be a great person, and I'm sure, I'm sure the person running against Barney, Bonnie for the, uh, for the liberals is a great person too. I don't know her, but I'm sure she's a great person. I'm not so sure that either one will do a service for the people of Darcy McGee. An English, an English riding, a relatively English riding, a uh, a good major, a good a good portion of the Darcy McGee riding is Jewish. And keeping Bill ninety six, I, I don't think I don't think uh, it's I don't think it's going to be good for anybody. So so if if the conservatives came out and said, listen. We know that both bills are flawed. We're going to get rid of Bill 21 right away. That's it. We're voting it out. First thing we do, first thing on our agenda, Bill 21 is gone. And if the conservatives came out and said, Bill 96 is a very flawed bill. We, we don't believe that we have to oppress the English people any more than they're oppressed. Uh, so we're going to repeal that too. I might consider them. Now, I know the People's Party of Canada, or whatever they call themselves, uh, made those promises. Um, Colin Standish made those promises, said that we will re- we will repeal both laws because both laws are ridiculous. Both laws are, are, are discriminatory. Both laws had to use the notwithstanding clause to get over their constitutional problems. So we're going to repeal both laws. 
Unfortunately, Colin Standish doesn't have enough candidates in order to, to field the entire province. So the only party that has promised to, to free us of these two laws, one racist law and one, one linguistic law that is oppressive, the only party that, 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 that's promised to free us from those laws are, isn't fielding enough candidates to, uh, to cover the entire province and has no chance of forming a government or even forming an opposition or even having any general force in the, uh, in the, in the legislature. So if that's the case, so is the next best option uh, the, the conservatives? I, I don't know. I'm not so sure. If the conservatives want to keep these draconian laws in place, because they're pandering to a certain base of their uh, uh, of their audience, then is that really the party that I want uh, representing me? Probably not. It's it's funny because the uh, there's a lot of parties. When you speak to people individually, when you speak to people involved in uh, different political parties individually, it's hilarious to me that. Uh, that many of them will say, hey, look, uh, I don't support any of this, but, you know, I have to tote the party. I'm part of the party. I have to tote the party line. Uh, I'm part of the party. Why are you part of the party if you don't agree with it? I, I don't understand people who tell me I'm part of the party. I'm running for the party. I don't agree with my party. Then why are you running for your party? You have to agree with your party. You have no choice. They have a whip. The whip is there to make sure that you agree with the party. This is the way the parliamentary system works. So if I'm voting for a candidate because I like the candidate, but the candidate's part of a party that I don't like, I'm stuck. And that's the big, biggest flaw in the parliamentary system. Because a vote for the candidate is a vote for the party, a vote for the party is a vote for the leader, a vote for the leader is a vote for the leader's policies. And the candidate that you vote for, who sits in the in the, either the House of Commons or in the in the national in the National Assembly, as they call it in Quebec, the Legislative Assembly of Quebec. Those people are pretty powerless. They they usually sit on the back bench, and if they're if they get into the cabinet, if they if they form a government, then they get into the cabinet. The policies of the party usually um, usually overtake the policies of individual um, cabinet ministers and individual ministers. So so the chances of uh, of a Bonnie Fagenbaum, who who probably opposes both laws, making any dent in her party's support for bill 96 is uh, is probably is probably very faint which is unfortunate it, it's extremely unfortunate because i like bonnie she's a, she's a good person i just don't like her party one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two you can call me if you agree with me call me if you disagree with me it's all good let's let's talk about this because uh, I'm still undecided on who I'm going to vote for in the uh, in the upcoming Quebec election. The upcoming Quebec election is just a few hours away. It starts in less th- it starts in about less than 12 hours from now, and I still have no clue who I'm going to vote for. And, and the reason I have no clue who I'm going to vote for is because I actually care about liberty. I actually care about freedoms. I actually care about people being able to express themselves freely. You know, I, I do this show, I do it online, and uh, we stream it on, uh, on six, seven, eight different uh, social media sites. And I know that there, there are shows that, that, that stream, 
there are opinions that I express that the social media sites don't like, and they, they pull the show off their sites. I've gotten a couple of strikes on different sites because they don't like what I say. This is not democracy. It's not the way we're supposed to live. But but here we are. And in Quebec, in Quebec, if I streamed this on a Quebec-only social media site, which doesn't exist, thank God, but if it did exist, uh, and I didn't speak in French, they'd probably pull me off too. So freedom of expression and freedom and your right to, to express yourself is highly curtailed uh, both online and offline. I mean, just think about for a second the, uh, the truckers' convoy in Ottawa. They, they were being inconvenient in Ottawa, which, which is what protests usually are, inconvenient for people who are being protested against. And so the government of Canada sent in the army to take them down and arrested people and confiscated their livelihoods, froze their bank accounts, and stole their animals and euthanized them. That's draconian dictatorship. Now, now it's interesting that this draconian dictator of Ottawa, uh, Mr. Trudeau, didn't decide to intervene in Quebec politics and, and disallow the laws that were passed that are draconian and, 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 and oppressive to people living in Quebec. Another thing that amazes me, and uh, it you know all the polls are saying that the uh, that the Legault government is going to come back uh, even stronger than they were, and so this is a big problem for Quebec, and it's going to be a big problem for the minorities and the and the English people living in Quebec. Unless you get on a vote, unless everyone gets on a vote who opposes the the uh, the Legault government, and even then, I mean, maybe take a few seats away from him, take some power away from him, but everyone has to get on a vote. Unfortunately, only 30% of the population ever gets out to vote. So if we can encourage more than 30% of the population to get out to vote, maybe things will change. But uh, I, I don't see that happening. It hasn't happened, uh, it hasn't happened yet. So I'm hoping that this election, people will, will actually wake up and say, hey, listen, uh, I have to go and get my voice heard. I have to go and make sure that I, I'm out there and voted, and I have to make sure that, uh, that I express my opinion when it comes to who is going to be in our government. If enough people do that, we could turn the tide, but it takes a mass effort to get more than 34% of the vote out. Unfortunately, that's the nature of democratic elections. When you don't have a democratic election, you dream of going out and voting and choosing your government. When you do, you take it for granted, and that's what most people do. I, I like the system they have in Australia, personally. The voting system they have in Australia is everybody must vote. You have no choice. If you don't vote, you get fined. I love that system. Everybody, they have 100% turnout for votes because nobody wants to get fined. So I think that's a great system, and I think that's a system that, uh, that more democracies should choose. They don't tell you who to vote for. They just tell you, you got to get out there and vote. you you got to show up. you got to get your name checked off on the list. If you don't, we'll fine you. And I think that's a great idea. Fine people who don't vote. But then the argument's being made. Of course, somebody will come back and make the argument that if I have the democratic right to choose to vote, I have the democratic right to choose not to vote. I mean, and and that's probably true too. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Get in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. So I'm thinking um, I was going to um, vote for the. People's Party of Canada or the Canadian Party of Quebec, 
Canadian Party of Quebec. I think that's what they call themselves. Same people. Uh, Canadian Party of Quebec. Uh, Only because they said that they wanted to repeal both bills. And I know that they don't have any power. They're not going to have any power in the next election. But voting for them, I I guess, makes me feel good. I mean, uh, I can't sleep at night knowing that I was going to vote for... um, uh, vote for the CAQ. I, I, I wouldn't sleep at night. Vote for Quebec Solidaire. I couldn't sleep at night. Uh, voting for the Conservative Party of Quebec with their stance on Bill 96. I, I can't sleep at night. Uh, so so maybe maybe the only party I have to, to, to vote for is the, um, is, the, is the Canadian Party of Quebec. I, I think they, they might be the only ones. And only because they said that they, they oppose both laws and they're going to repeal them. Now, now, I know that's not going to happen, but maybe I should support people who, who, who say that they're, that they're opposed to it and who say that if they got elected, they, they would do something about it. Now, it could all be talk. Of course, of course, it could all be talk. And usually with politicians, it is all talk. That's, uh, that, that's very unfortunate, that, that political promises, with the notable exception, by the way, of Donald Trump, that political promises are, are never kept. So people who promise us that uh, they're opposed to something are suddenly for it when they get elected. Uh, I remember clearly uh, Francois Legault saying that, uh, that that there would be no referendums. Okay, fine. So there wasn't a referendum, but uh, but but he, he is clearly trying to separate Quebec without a referendum, but through legislation. So so if you're if you're trying to do the same thing, then then it's very very um, underhanded. To say that uh, there'll be no referendum, but we're gonna we're gonna destroy the country anyway. It's it's very underhanded to try to trick the people like that, and I don't like I don't like being tricked. Uh, in fact, if you go back into the archives of the show, you will see that uh, during their election, the first election that the the CAQ ran for, with Francois Legault as their leadership, I said very clearly uh, before that election that Francois Legault is a former PQ minister. He's been a separatist his entire life, and and, you know, a leopard doesn't change its spots. Uh, I said it fairly clearly back then that I didn't trust this guy at all. And all my English friends said, no, he is going to be the savior. He is going to be the Messiah for Quebec. He is going to take us out of the dark age of the PQ and bring us to the enlightened age. And he is going to lead us to salvation. He's going to lead us to victory. It didn't happen. Did it? Uh, I uh, I don't know why. I don't know why people you know argue with me. <laughs> uh, I know it sounds pompous. I, I and I don't mean to sound pompous. It's not what I meant. I didn't mean to say why do people argue with me. You can argue with me all you want. Uh, it's not exactly what I meant. Uh, I, I've been doing political analysis for for years. Now you may disagree with my political analysis, but a lot of the times. A lot of times, if you go back, my track record is fairly good on 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 analyzing the different elections and different things that have happened over the course of the last twenty years, almost thirty years. I've been doing this show, so so I, I don't know why people still look at me and say, huh, "Who are you to to make that assertion?" Uh, assertion, <laughs> not assertions. Assertion. Who are you to make the assertion? Listen, listen. I I um. I'm just I'm just expressing my humble opinion, but my humble opinion has been correct many times over the last over the last thirty years, uh, and I speak with 
I can't say I speak with authority, but I speak with a certain amount of knowledge behind what I'm saying. Uh, I don't just speak off the cuff. I don't just speak uh, because I feel like speaking. Uh, what I'm saying, uh, there's a certain amount of thought and knowledge that goes into it. So uh, I don't know why people always argue with me about certain things, but that's fine. If you want to argue with me, go ahead. Um, and you could always do so. That's why I leave open lines. It's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Now, of course, everybody's concerned about their own, uh, their own writings, and I don't have enough time on the show to go through all the writings, uh, nor do I care to. Uh, I've never really been a a, a huge, a huge uh, Canadian politics fan, uh, Quebec politics especially. I've, I've kind of ignored it because I find it ridiculous. I find it ridiculous that you have three, four parties running in a province that all stand for the exact same thing. I find it absolutely ludicrous that people assume falsely that the parties that, uh, that, that are standing for election have different platforms, that have different ideas on how they want to run the province. We've been, I've lived through, I've lived through four parties running the province. I've lived through four different premiers from four different parties, and it's always been the same. So instead of talking about language and instead of talking about uh, the, the stupidities uh, of separation and, uh, and, uh, and of pressing more people and stopping people from getting an education, instead of talking about that garbage, why don't we talk about real stuff? Why don't we talk about the poverty rate? Why don't we talk about the, the homelessness rate in the province? Why don't we talk about... Uh, why don't we talk about the health care in the province, which is dismal, which has fallen apart? Why don't we talk about how we're going to fix all that? Why don't we talk about uh, the death rate? Why don't we talk about uh, you know, so many different things that affect everyday people? Instead, they don't want you to look at the, at the health care. They don't want you to look at how hospitals have fallen apart, how the how the Legault government, by merging all the hospitals together at the beginning of their mandate, destroyed all the hospitals. The liberals did that, actually. The liberals merged all the hospitals together. The Legault government cut their funding. How, how that destroyed our health care system, gave us less access to doctors. How, how, how about we talk about the fact that there are, there are people who don't have primary health care physicians. They don't have family doctors. Why aren't we talking about that? Why don't we talk about the fact that when, when people come out of the medical school in Quebec, they're forced to work in rural Quebec, to go up to work in, in, in snow-covered whatever, up north somewhere, before they can work in big cities. Now, of course, these rural communities need doctors, but the big cities need doctors too. And instead of going to work out in nowhere, out in the middle of nowhere, a lot of doctors decide to leave the province. Why don't we talk about that? Why don't we talk about the... Uh, the idea that going into a hospital emergency room is scary for many people because they know that they're going to sit there for 18 hours waiting to see a doctor. That when I need a, a blood test and I have to make an appointment to go see a blood test, I used to be able to walk into a clinic, but because of COVID, now it's all appointments and they never change it back. When I need an appointment for a blood test, I have to book my appointment three months in advance or I can't get a blood appointment, an appointment to get a blood test. Or, or if I have to see a doctor, if I have a, a medical condition and I have to see a doctor, I have something happens to me and I want to go to a clinic, there aren't any more walk-in clinics. They don't exist anymore. 
now instead of walking in, you have to make an appointment and try to find one that you can make an appointment that has a that has time for you. Because there's a lack of doctors. Our medical system has fallen apart. Which party, and call me if you know, which party has promised to fix our medical system? I haven't heard very much talk about the medical system this entire election campaign. It's mostly been talk about, about oppressing minorities and uh, oppressing English people. But what about the medical? And this is the most important thing in the province, is, me- is medical. Our province is aging province. We, we have a lot of old people. And old people need doctors. Yet, nobody's talking about it. Nobody cares about the medical system. Instead, they're shining the flashy, the flashy uh, bills that they passed. Oh, Bill 21, Bill 96, Bill 21, to distract you from the real stuff. And it's very sad that we get distracted so easily. It's, it's very sad that we all have ADD and we all take a look at that shiny thing and, uh, you know, flashing in front of us and we forget about the important stuff. Our old age homes, underfunded, understaffed. Old people living in understaffed old age homes. Why are we talking about this? We know that we know that uh, there there were there were massacres during the COVID during the COVID pandemic in old age homes. People died. We know that the government sent sick patients back to old age homes, which spread the disease to everybody else and killed killed tons of people in these old age homes. Yeah, nobody talks about that. We tend to be forgiving to the government for things that we shouldn't be forgiving them for. Destroying our health care system should not be something that's forgiven. We should be fighting to either privatize the health care system and finally get a health care system that's going to work properly or pushing our governments to invest more money to fix the system. Now, is the system fixable? Of course it is. It just needs more staff. It needs more money. It needs more, it needs more attention. But we're busy spending billions of dollars measuring the size of the English language on, on billboards and signs. We're busy pumping money into, uh, into, into, a, into a, a, a policing, a language policing force, which, which, um, which is looking at menus in restaurants to decide if the word pasta could be used. And we're not putting money into the places we need the money. I think if you ask the average Quebecer today, if you, if you have a conversation, an honest conversation with the average Quebecer today, I don't think very many of them would be too concerned about the use of French in the province. I think they'd be concerned that as a French person living in the province who grew up French, they can't learn English in school, which means that they can't take part in international business. I think they'd be more concerned about that. I think they'd be concerned that if their grandmother had a heart attack, there would be no way for her to get the medical attention she needs in a timely manner. I think they'd be concerned that if they if they got an illness, if they, they got sick, that a family doctor was needed, there, there would be impossible to find a family doctor i think these are the things that would concern the average quebecer not if uh if their next door neighbor was speaking french or english or if their kids went or if uh, or if the next door neighbor's kids went to an english or a french school i don't think that really matters to most people although maybe it does but it shouldn't
Yet here we are, living in a province where it matters, and it matters legislatively. They they pass laws. So for me, this election tomorrow, the the election coming up tomorrow, and if you're listening on the the, uh, 3rd of October, please go out and vote in Quebec. Please go out and cast a ballot. But uh, the election on the 3rd of Quebec, the 3rd of October, to me, is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for people who care to go out and vote. It's an opportunity for people who care enough to change things. And the only way you're going to change things is to get out and vote. uh, To get out and vote. Now, do I think that enough people, that the masses of people will get out and vote? No, I don't. It hasn't been proven that they, they will. It hasn't been proven that they have. And I don't think they will, unfortunately. But if you are listening to the show, I encourage you, please go out and vote. Please uh, please exercise your democratic right. And um, I'll be back again uh, very soon, right here on the Howie Silberg Show on the True Talk Radio Network. <laughs>